You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for joining us here on Real Presence Live. Uh, we are moving into our last interview of the day. We've got Brad Gray and Mark Holcroft here. Um, and we're going to be speaking now with uh, Deacon George and Marilyn Logring. Uh, good morning to you both. Good morning, morning Brad and Mark. Th- thanks for being with us. Um, so we're going to be talking a little bit about the newly declared by Pope Francis, the, the World Day for Grandparents and the Elder. This is a, um, a newly instituted church uh, memorial, in a sense. Uh, on, it's always going to be the, the, I believe it's going to be the fourth Sunday of July, uh, which is the Sunday closest to the Feast of St. San and Joachim. Um, so we'll be talking about that a little bit, but before we get into that, let's have you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves. Deacon George? Yes, um, I was born a long time ago, <laughs> and uh, 1940, in fact. And uh, anyway, I came from a large family, 14 children. Uh, we were a traditional Catholic family, always Mass every Sunday, Holy Day of Obligation. Um, most of the years, we prayed the Rosary daily. There were some gaps in there. It was We were a Rosary-praying family, and uh, and grew up with the Baltimore Catechism. Great, great. How about you, Marilyn? Well, I'm from the oldest of 10 children, born a few years after George. <laughs> but um, I, we too, I was born, raised in a very Catholic family. We attended Mass regularly. I don't know as we ever missed anything, prayed the rosary, meal prayers, so forth. And also, I remember memorizing the Baltimore Catechism from cover to cover. Mm. <laughs> so, which was actually very helpful. Yeah. It was extremely helpful, actually. Yeah. Because those simple little answers come back real easy. Yeah. And, uh, and there's... Help you stay grounded, I imagine, yes, right? Yes, very much so. Yeah. And so then um, we met. And, and all the magic happened, huh? Yeah. Oh, and then, oh, yeah. The rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> Hence Grandparents' Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Grandparents' Day. Well, no, are you two from North Dakota in the area, born and raised? I was born at near Havana, North Dakota, mm-hmm. southwest of here, near 100 miles southwest of here. Okay. And I was actually born in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. Ah, okay. So I actually started my whole life in Minnesota. That's where my grandparents and my whole family are over okay. there. Okay. But then we moved over here to North Dakota and lived in Gwinner for some time. Mm. And how did you two meet? Well, we met. I, we don't want his explanation. <laughs> we don't want his explanation. <laughs> I think we want both explanations. I have a simple explanation. Yes. <laughs> Marilyn came to Fargo to seek work, and she ended up calling me up. Now, that's a simple form. Actually, I was gone when she called. I was in New York at the World Fair with my brother. But she called and talked to my mother, and I was, happened to be president of the uh, Cardine Club, which was a young, unmarried Catholic hmm. club centered here at, at the cathedral. And uh, so my, num- my number was on the list right from the, from the parish office. So anyway. Uh, he has a tendency to say that I called him up and, and chased him down. Ah, yeah. So that I didn't need anyway. that so explanation. Really happened, yeah, really? Now we need the rest of the story. Yeah. <laughs> what happened when his mom, when he got back home, his mom gave, me, gave him the number to call and 
he called and invited me to the first meeting, came, picked me up for the first meeting, ah. and uh, we went talked. to all the other meetings. <laughs> we talked over an hour that first time on yes, the phone, and I, I knew she was the one. <laughs> really? I, I, I thought that's it. Wow. So, that's awesome. That's how that we met. Awesome. So how long have you two been married? 55 years. 55 You're 56 years. here in August. Yeah, just wow. That's so good. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. Again, I mean, so our first guest in our first segment, mm-hmm. um, each woman was married roughly 30 years, a little more yeah. than 30 years. Yeah. Um, you know, we just had a couple, I was talking about teaching NFP, um, and they've been, oh, they're on their way. It's, it's been, a, yeah. uh, gosh, was it 10 years, a little more, probably a little yeah. more than 10 years yeah. now. Um, so there's mm-hmm. just a real, I, I always want to celebrate when we have a, a powerful witness to the sacrament of marriage. Absolutely. So thank you for that. You know, and so I, honestly, um, the witness of grandparents and couples that have lived out that fidelity for so long is so powerful. I, I would guess you guys may not even know this, at, at least for me. It um, was, it was, it was <laughs> where young people look at people who have lived that out uh, as they approach their marriage and they think, that's what I want to be. I want to, I want to have that kind of yeah, marriage in 50. Or I want to, I want to have lived alongside this person for for fifty plus years, you know. At the end, uh, and so it, it's it, you're an inspiration. I mean, that always sounds cheesy and cliche, but it's it's true. You really are an inspiration to to the young as they approach marriage. Like that's what we want. What well, does you know? It is funny, Brad, because you you say it is cliche ish, and and I I totally know the feeling of it. But then when we break down that word, inspire. Yeah. You know, and I, I do this probably a lot, probably too much, <laughs> but the word inspire comes from the Latin inspirare, to breathe in. And so really, like, there's something to be said, a witness of marriage, you said uh, 55 going on 56 years. Yeah. It really does breathe life into those who are discerning marriage, preparing for marriage, maybe early in their marriage. Um, you know, you mentioned you both come from large families. I would imagine it breathes life into the life of your kids, uh, you know, to, to do that. Um, so, I mean, as cliche-ish, I get it, you know, yeah. or, or cheesy. Yeah. Like, it's just true. There's, have, there's have layers you guys, to it. Have you had others tell you that before, that, that your th- marriage inspires? I think the realization is setting in right now. I mean, um, I know when, we grew, when I grew up, when I grew up, everybody was married that long. Yeah. There mm-hmm. was nothing mm-hmm. out of the ordinary. So I didn't look at it as being extraordinary. Sure, sure. But nowadays, when you look around, you go... Completely extraordinary. It's not the norm, mm-hmm. yeah, not at all. And uh, that's kind of sad because that wasn't that long ago yeah. that I don't even know, because I was growing up, of any of my relatives that were ever divorced. Mm. I was going to say the same thing. All the people were married, and they were good, in my eyes, yeah. good people. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see them doing bad things. And that was an inspiration. My hope is that this, this movement of grandparents day gets bigger yeah um because sometimes now we put grandparents out to pasture yep and think well they've they lived their useful life no right the life is not over and, and and useless because children look up to it as you alluded to um we do whether we want to like it or not we yeah. inspire people. I think I think that's it, it is really important, and I, know, I will say that Bishop Folder really identified this as something he really wants to emphasize in the Diocese mm-hmm. of Fargo because I think a lot of times the the impact of the elderly is less visible, less tangible. You know, a lot of times it. I will say that I absolutely attribute my reversion to the faith uh, on account of my grandmother's prayers. 
that was I, my parents. We practiced the faith growing up. We we went to mass on Sundays and that sort of thing. You know, we we might miss sometimes if we went on vacation that sort of thing. But generally speaking, we went to the faith. Uh, you know, we probably did some Bible reading early on. But you know, it was kind of it was good. They were they were good in in leading that. But my grandparents were really the ones that taught me the rosary. And I would go over and spend a week with them each summer. And um, and it just I I know for a fact that it was the prayers of my grandparents that brought me back after I had basically disavowed practicing the faith. Uh, and, and that's not something, you know, you can't calculate that. You can't put a yeah. number on that. That's something so unseen. And so, too, like the example, the witness, I remember when I was going through marriage prep, there was, a, there was this old, sweet couple in the parish. I don't, we knew them a little bit. They probably didn't even know that we looked at them and thought, that's awesome, and I want that. You know, and so I think it is important that the church turns her attention to the impact of grandparents because we're so it's so desperately needed right now. Yeah. If we if we could connect the dots on our on our rest of our life too, we have five children mm. and uh, uh, fourteen grandchildren and four great grandchildren, and uh, it, it's fantastic to get together with them. And we do, you know we do various things. Marilyn's got her own notes too, but um, one of the things that happened in our in our life when i was preparing for the diaconate it was a different program then uh, a more simple one but i think the new ones are better however uh, as as it is now maryland came to all the classes with me but our children came as well on the weekends and there were were programs for the children of the deacons to be Hmm. and uh, it was a fantastic setup and they they learned by osmosis along the way what was coming that this was going to be some commitment from dad and 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 mom together and them through that they knew they were also committing Hmm. and so for us while we george got into the diaconate quite early as norm would be and so we had a very young family our youngest one was still in babe in arms when we were in training wow really yes bernadette was oh i shouldn't <laughs> that, that usually would not happen these days, right? I mean, don't, no. the kids have to be a little bit older before candidates will begin. I met the I met the age limit, which was thirty five. Okay, um, yeah, you know, it was all. It's possible. To the plan. Okay, um, but we were also fortunate that the children were able to participate in this. And you know, I look at it as being fortunate. Yeah, it, yeah. it helped our family a lot. Yeah. What's What's the spread of your oldest? So you said you have five children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the spread from the oldest to youngest? Like 55 years to... Oh, right now? What's mean, Bernadette? 78, 40-some. Uh, Put you on the spot here. So. Yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> we, we had four children, and there was a six-year gap, yep, and then and our youngest daughter, Bernadette, was born. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So the four were just two years apart each. Okay. So okay. They were a little older. She was younger when we started. And so. so five children in about 12 years? Yep. Roughly, so yeah. Head order, yeah. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, so, what's that? What was that like for you guys? I mean, I can imagine after fifty-five years of marriage, and maybe I should say this question. I'll, I'll yeah. tease this no, question. It's okay, yeah. <laughs> um, when we come back, I want I want to have you talk about like what was fifty-five years of marriage. It wasn't all perfection, I'm sure, right? No. I mean, there's there's a process of growth there. There's a process of learning and understanding. Absolutely. So, when we come back on the other side of the break, let's talk about that because I think. Um, we're not always comfortable with the mess, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's part of 
part of the process of life. So we'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu nursing. That's umary.edu nursing. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And thanks for staying with us here on Real Presence Live. We are having a really fascinating conversation, at least in my mind, uh, <laughs> about World Day for Grandparents and the Elderly. We're speaking with Deacon George and Marilyn Logring. And right before we went to the break, uh, I would ask the question... About uh, you know they've, they've, you've you're coming up on your celebration of your 56th year of marriage, and you know what's that been like? Because it it's, it can't have been a stagnation of like this is what we were on the day we were married, and we just carried that forward for through 50, 56 years, right? What's that been like for you guys? There's the old cliche: when we were married, I told you I loved you, and if it changes, I'll let you know. Yeah, that works real well. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, no, cancel that thought. We found out that does not no, work. It yeah. Yeah. Certainly, there's been bumps and humps all, yeah. all along the way. Um, and, but I thank God that, that I'm married to a Catholic girl hmm. and that we both had strong faith. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gotten through the marriage. Hmm. Period. Marilyn, you were saying in the break about uh, the, the, the neat constancy of change throughout the marriage. Tell it's us a little consistent. bit about that. And looking back, I've realized that about every five years, your life goes to another realm. Hmm. Uh, you get it kind of put together and you think, okay, this is good, and then all of a sudden it changes. Um, that is 
And it's been about every five years where you have to go kick into another new realm of mm. growth, yeah. change. Um, and it, for me, I equated it a whole lot with um, the stages of children and a child growing. As the oldest of 10, I knew a lot about that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was almost equal to the change, even in the business we ran. The business did the exact same thing. Hmm. And it was there that they talked about every five years in a business. Hmm. Oh, it sure. would change. And uh, it's that way, and it's continuing that way in the marriage also hmm. and different things. So. so you have to continue to be flexible. You have to continue to be adaptable. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can't yes. just lock yeah. into your method no. and call it good from there on out. And that's the word I'm, I'm going to send out when you talk about uh-huh. being adaptable. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and if you guys wouldn't mind, again, put you on the spot a little bit. What, what are some of those challenges? Deacon George, you talked about if, if we didn't have our faith, it would have been, we didn't say impossible, just very difficult. I mean, is the challenges are there anyway. What were some of those challenges that you two recall? First communication. Uh, no, I'm going to back up beyond that. We were not prepared for marriage. Hmm. No, not uh, properly. In fact, I want to jump into the men's conference, a uh, men's retreat we just had, and Deacon uh, Brad, you were there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we witnessed there, and it was verbalized, we are not taught to be fathers, to be grandfathers, how to be mm-hmm. really, you know, the good husband. Yeah. Uh, there's no really comprehensive teaching of that. And the fallout of that is, I, I experienced it at least visually and, and audibly from the men. Uh, these were mat- many mature men, young and mature all the way up. Um, I saw 50-, 60-year-old men weeping, Mm-hmm. Because, and I'm going to cry too. They, they didn't have a father in the home. Mm-hmm. Nobody told them they loved them. They felt worthless, all of the above, and more. And so, I just beg you, especially you fathers, you, you men, stay with your families. Stop your work. Go home, mm. and at the right time, be with your family. And encourage them. It isn't only men that get, get injured. Your daughters are probably even more vulnerable to feeling okay in life. So just you guys step up, be a real father that stays home when he's supposed to. And uh, the golf and the fishing, they're not important. Your children are. Mm. I love that. I mean, that's, and that's one of the unique treasures that grandparents bring to is a lifetime of, of wisdom. You know, the, things can look mm-hmm. very much one way when you're younger, and it's, it seems very obvious that the things that that you pursue are are the success, growing in your your business, your career. You know, the the extraneous things oftentimes, uh, and so having the kind of tempered wisdom of those who have lived, uh, you know, a long life is is so valuable. Tell yeah. your tell your spouse and your children you love them. Yeah, many times. And I have failed in that in my own life. I, I worked too hard, worked 12, 15 hours a day a lot of times, and so I'm really sorry for that. But, but if it can, if it can, you know, spin off, and let other men see what that obligation is, and that they go home and be with the family. Mm. Amen to that. Yeah, Marilyn, how about for you? What were some of the challenges that you recall through the through that marriage and how your faith? helped you through those challenges? I think some of the challenges were... 
I was looked at as somebody who was one of the feminists, mm. and I was not one mm. of the feminists. Mm. But our situation was such that we had uh, four children, started a business. I was asked if I'd do the books. <laughs> if anybody asks you to do the books, be prepared. <laughs> you run the company. Anyhow, we had the company, and it grew for 33 years, and in that process it grew and grew and I did not go and just Bernadette the youngest one was born after this started and I stepped away for a while which was not it didn't work and Mm. so when they asked that I'd come back I said on one condition she comes with you yeah I'm not Mm going to farm her out I also started and at that point and was fully into nursing a child until weaning. She nursed till she weaned. <laughs> and I ended up in conferences. This was mostly a men's thing, and mm. I was conferences with men and sure. her, and it worked beautifully. Um, huh. Awesome. It's, so I didn't give up mm. being mom, but we also put together a lot of traditions, family traditions. Mm. Say more about that. Point. You talked yeah. about traditions uh, yeah. on the break and yeah. just the importance of that. The traditions, well, including the grandchildren and so forth, one is on, uh, during Lent we have beans and pretzels. Mm. Not everybody loves the beans and pretzels on Friday. <laughs> the beans kind of got, well, some of them loved them and some of them hated them. But the pretzels, the homemade pretzels, yeah. they could all make and they made all their designs and that still goes on. Huh. Another one was they came, the grandchildren started coming, it was by accident, but it was a tradition that started where they came the Friday before Christmas and they decorate everything hmm. at this stage of the game. At first it was just the tree. That continued, and then they stayed overnight and, and so forth, but that continued right into college. And now the one who's married has got four children, and we're blessed that 15 of our, I don't know if I'm the right number here, but 15 of our grandchildren live within 15 miles of us. Mm, yeah. wow. So mm. we have them all right here. That's awesome. So bonfires and doing these things. Yeah. We don't go to Arizona for the winter. No, <laughs> because the grandkids no are here. Uh, yeah. And so. Well, I, well, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you for your witness. And, um, you know, it's, it's easy to say, honestly. I, I know that you've lived a life that's had lots of struggles and hurdles. Yes. And, and it's taken a determination. It's taken faith and it's taken a fidelity to, to each other and to the Lord to continue to live that out uh, and, and it means something. So I want to thank you for that. And I think part of this is to give the importance to older people, elderly people. Mm-hmm. They're not just something to be thrown away. And in our society, the non-born and the elderly are yes. disposable. I, was, I mean, yeah, Right, and we need to dignify from womb to tomb, as they say. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a quick break, preview for tomorrow, and then we're going to come back just for some closing comments. Therese, what are we looking at tomorrow? Yeah, so the next Real Presence Live is tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Deacon Paul Trinan and Heather Carroll are your hosts, coming to you live from the Abbey of the Hills in Marvin, South Dakota. Kevin Dockendorf will be on to share about how he is calling men to a real awakening. Then join us for Honor Our Fathers to find out which priest will receive donuts this week. And their business is inspired by the book of Genesis. Nathan and Teresa 
Dessenville will tell us more about this. Hmm. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Awesome. Back to you. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Therese. I'm, I just equated awakening with donuts. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Um, but speaking of awakening, because we have been talking about that, I think, in its own way. Um, but before we do go, uh, we have just a little over uh, a minute, I guess. Uh, can you tell us what's one thing, um, one piece of advice you would give to married couples or to grandparents? I got one up front. I, I, it was alluded to as a result of the men's, uh, men's retreat. But never tell your children they're bad or they're not good enough or they're not okay in any way because hmm. it wounds forever. Yes, yes. How about you, Marilyn? Hmm. We've got you on the spot <laughs> here. Um, keep the, the family right up front. Hmm. Um, had a, Established traditions. Yeah, yeah. It, it keeps them together. And uh, to have a grandchild call you and ask you, can I just talk to you, Grandma? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If they want to come. And it's, it's a lot of times it's for advice. Or it's just... Yeah. Thank just you. Just to say hi. Well, that's, that's the gift. Yeah. I, you know, I'm feeling very blessed. There's a certain sense, you know... For Brad and I, we get to speak to the patriarch and the matriarch of the Logreen family. Yeah. You know, and that's a gift for us. Thanks for your time with yes. us. Um, it really, it, there's so much to say. I, you know, I really mm -hmm. like trying to find themes, yep. Brad. And yep. it, there's a couple of words that have stemmed today. And one of them is just yielding to authority, hmm. you know, and the gift of authority and how that, through that authority, how the faith gets passed on. Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. that's really, we've hit on all kinds of yep. facets of that today. Absolutely. And be sure to thank your grandparents on July 25th for what they've done for you. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Real Presence Live. God bless you.